We're joined today by Pastor Joshua Jordan. Really excited to have him in the building today. Don't miss this episode. It's a great one. We're here with Josh. You don't want to miss it. We're here with Pastor Joshua Jordan. And I think what we want to get into first is your purpose. I mean, that's why we're here. We want to know about everyone's purpose. And do you feel like you are walking in your purpose and at your highest potential? Yeah, most definitely. So um, I believe that everybody has a purpose and we're called, um, I know I'm called to enhance the potentiality of others. So it's important that we know our purpose. And, you know, we grew up in the church. So I know like the scripture, like Jeremiah 29 and 11 says that I know the plans that I have for you, say of the Lord, plans for you to prosper, plans to give you a hope and end in a future. So there's something that is there for us in our purpose, no matter where we are in life, um, whether we choose to to um, be at a career and then, you know, we really dive into our purpose later on in life. Um, it's something that is available for all of us to be um, valued. And uh, one of the things I believe is key is that we are valued by God. That's true. Very true. So Joshua and I just like to make the room familiar. We actually grew up together in the same church since I was younger. My dad and his dad and my dad became a reverend in uh, Zoe Ministries and Josh grew into a pastor, right? Like, I mean, when we were young, we were just little kids running around. <laughs> and so what I feel is super unique, which hasn't really been talked about much, is we went to a prophetic church, which is very different than any other church. And we were taught to expand our mind very young, at a very young age. And so I always get questioned. I would always, like, growing up, feel a little weird. You're like, oh, so if you come to my church, just so you know, you know, like, it's like you have to get, you had to give them a like a quick overview what they were mm -hmm. about to see because in our church you know they would teach the word but they also at the same time would give you direction which is prophetic the prophetic and tapping into your gift and knowing all these different things but i've always gotten questioned about the prophetic and um psychic like people who are psychics are like what the difference is so like i grew up in church too but so just understand because me saying i grow i go to church on saturday which is seven day event is mm -hmm. And I'm a Christian, which is saying, like, I believe in what you believe in, but I go to church on a Saturday. Like, it sounds I like you guys... I used to be in church Tuesday, Friday, Sunday, oh, yeah, yeah. from the crack of dawn yeah. to the break of... It'd be like two in the morning every still in church. Every day, every day. So I'm just trying to understand, like, it sounds like you guys probably had to go through something similar. Like, I believe in this, but this is what it's like. Like, so I, I want to understand, like, the prophetic... Is it prophetic? Yeah, it's prophetic. It's prophetic, a, okay. Yeah, the pro the prophetic. Okay. That's what you're trying I, to say. I'd want to understand more like, of what that is. It's, exactly. it's really deep. I don't even know if we can get through all of it today. Yeah, but. I mean, so like prophecy, I we grew up in it. So like, you know, it's almost second nature to yeah. us. But uh, one of the things that uh, differs between the denominations is the focus point. You know, whether that's a focus point on um, Jesus only, whether that's a focus point on the Trinity, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, our focus point as uh, Pentecostals, which flows from a Presbyterian stream, is uh, it's prophecy. So the focus on the Holy Spirit. Um, the Bible talks about out of uh, the Corinthians, uh, both First and Second Corinthians, it begins to mention 
mentioned to us that uh, one of the gifts of the Spirit is prophecy. Um, and so God begins to pour out his Spirit upon man and allows them to prophesy. And um, Ange was hitting on a point about like the difference between like psychics and uh, prophets is prophets are moved by the Spirit of God or by what we know as the Holy Spirit, which Jesus says out of the Gospel of John chapter 14 is he's going to send it as a comforter. So um, psychics, on the other hand, they, they're, they're using other tools or mediums or things of that sort. And uh, one of the things we learned from our dad or my dad is that um, psychics are operating with God upside down, you know, yeah. like they're, they're not, they're not functioning or flowing in the spirit of God. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of where the difference is. And it's um, misled prophets. Yeah. That's what we've been taught. They're just misled prophets. Cause they, what we learned is that basically, you know, a prophet will come and redirect you and a psychic is just going to be like, so this was going to happen tomorrow. And you'd be mm -hmm. like, okay. Whereas a prophet is going to come and be like, listen, you should, you don't need to make that decision. That's going to mess up your life. So the, the the psychic is basically they do have that that gift. It is a gift. Oh, it's, right? definitely. Oh, it's a, definitely a gift. But they're just using it, channeling it the wrong way. It's, it's just different. It's different. It's I where they're pulling from is just different. You know what I mean? Like we like like I was saying, it's just it's the way it's it's put to you. It's the way it's explained. Like I mean, we could talk about some of the things that's happened in our church, like um nine eleven about the person that was supposed to be in the building when the towers went down. But guess what? A prophet told them, "Don't go to work this day." And they and they they got out. They didn't. They weren't there. Instead of somebody just hitting you, say, "Hey, listen, you're gonna die real soon." Instead of saying, "Don't do this." It's terrible. No, but do you understand what yeah, I'm saying? I get it. So it's it's having that that guidance, and I grew up with that guidance. So like for me, it's like a whole nother world. It's like, you know, I used to be so excited at 11 years old to be online to hear mm -hmm. what they were gonna tell me about school or what I gotta do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's an interesting world, and I feel like more people should know about it. And so I'm like, you know, we should have Josh up here to talk about it, to talk about the word, talk about God, to talk about even like where society is and where our um, generation is with like church. Because a lot of people say, you know, I don't go to church because, you know, I have my own spiritual and that's fine. But like, I'm wondering where's the next rebirth then, right? Because a lot of, like some people go and then there are the people who don't. So where, where do we go from there? You know, and these are the conversations that I feel like need to be had, especially with all of the youth looking and like Hillsong, I think is an amazing church. Mm -hmm. You know, they have the word, they allow people to come as they are. It's, it's, I think just feeling invited is important. Absolutely. You know? So, um, as far as just even being just your relationship, both of your relationships, like it was there a point in your lives where you were like, damn, like church is being forced on me. And you kind of so like for me like we stayed <laughs> in the church like no I know but New I know there was times like, where it was New exactly New Year's New Eve Year. we was there for like Tarian service we had church literally Reverend three Ike four service, days a week like and I was just speaking to your brother actually about this about like our children you know um, how I would never take any of that back you know like that's made me who I am yeah. and. Um, as much time as I was in church and I wasn't able to go out or be with friends or things of that nature, I really had mad fun in church. Like it was a time where I knew like, yeah, I was about to see Joe. Or I was about to see Ange or we're about to chill up. Like I'm, my wife, I met in the church, like Ange's cousin, Jess. So it's just like one of those things. Oh, where see, our family. 
Oh yeah, we we that was that's that was the prophet. Did somebody tell you that? No, I probably y'all gonna be nah, family. His, his no way, like, <laughs> I, actually, I did. I did the prophesying on that relationship. She sure did. His wife was nowhere near his wife yet. She was in a whole nother relationship. I said, Jess, that's your husband. No, no, no that's no. no. I said, come on, y'all got to rekindle because they had talked before, but it was like done over they grown i'm like okay i said don't say nothing cut to married i was like mm. i had her saved in my phone with his initials already in it didn't even wow. know i just had her saved the initials which is crazy for years that's crazy but yeah, that's crazy and i actually like i got my wife because i prophesied to her like on some real g like i was like <laughs> you know like you god, using said, it to get- god said you are going to be my wife and she just looked like perplexed and i was like nah that's all facts you gotta be my wife and so it was one of those things where it's like the word of the lord commandeered her you know what i'm saying so- <laughs> Right, right, right. So it's like, but to, to keep it real, you know, like it, it really is amazing how the prophetic can really lead you and guide you. And what Andrew's talking about is right on. Like a psychic will just tell you what's happening and has no control over changing that narrative or changing that future for you. While a prophet can tell you, go dip seven times in a Jordan, you know, and get rid of your leprosy or bake me a cake. And in the midst of a famine, you have mm-hmm. overflow or um, go and ask all of your neighbors for vessels and borrow not a few. And this woman walks out of debt. You know what I'm saying? So it's something for uh, a prophet to show up in your life. And I think there's been so many conversations and questions around prophecy. But simply put, prophecy, uh, when we translate it in, in English, the Hebrew word actually means to bubble over. It's the bubbling over of the Holy Spirit, sharing that which God has to say to his people, to a person, to a nation, to a community. And it's one of those things I think that is needed for our generation. Our generation needs to know, you know, and I think that uh, simply put, this is my definition of prophecy. Prophecy is uh, God's way of organizing chaos. You know what I'm saying? We have so much chaos in our life where we don't know what's going to happen in relationship, what's going to happen with our money, uh, what should we be doing as far as career is concerned. We may even get weary in certain things and to know like, by the word of a prophet that God is doing this next or this is what you need to do. This is the steps that you need to take. It really just opens up doors for us. Do I have to give a prophecy? Can I like, is it going to like, do I have to do something? Is it something I have to study, practice? Everyone has the gift. It's about tapping into it. Like I, me, Katrina has the gift, We, but we've tapped into our gifts. And I tell people this all the time. It's your third eye. It's opening your third eye, but you have to be like led in that direction. And since I've studied under so many amazing prophets for so, so long and his dad like I, I don't know. Like I've learned a lot, and I it, it's scary though because once you have the gift, you're walking around, and one day you just have a word for somebody. You be like, no God, like not right now. Like I'm not doing right, it. Right, not right. And now. he hit you with the word. <laughs> it be the not right now. You be minding your business. You be like, you got a daughter. They be like, yeah. I'd be like, dang it, I'm right. So listen, and it's happened to me. No. And I'm yeah. Can I hear? A, I, I'm sorry. It's happened. I'm intrigued. To me. Things Can I like hear that a story? happen to me all the time. Like I'll tell people words years before it happens and they'll turn up like you remember when you told me and i'll be like mm-hmm. i'll be like i don't remember what i told you because you forget you be like i told you that and they'd be like no you said and i'm like and next thing you, whatever you say come to pass i mean i'm sure he has like amazing stories to I tell need to hear one, bro. he prophesies every day what's your, what's your you got a ministry what's your um, if you got one for me just wait till uh, get <laughs> he said don't do it on the <laughs> air <laughs> well you I'm know sorry. like 
So one of the things like I, I've, and it always amazes me and it still wows me to this day to release like a word of the Lord to somebody and you don't know them from an Adam, like you don't know nothing about them. And then just to release the word, like I can remember releasing the word to this guy and he didn't look nothing like what the word and he's like, God, why you got me out here again like this, you know? And um, I released the word. I was like, I don't know why I see you healing people, being a healer. I didn't even know he was in school um, studying to be a doctor and he was actually a registered nurse. And so the word of the Lord just came forth and it's like, it's amazing. It blows my mind to this day to hear people come back and confirm like, yo, this is what's actually happening. Or it's amazing that you shared that word with me. Like I just shared the word with the uh, with the gentleman, um, you know, that this is going to be a season for him that he needs to really connect back with his mom. Um, I don't know what was going on with him and his moms or whatever the case was. And he did it and he came back to me and was like, yo, like, thank you so much for that. And and uh, I'm I connected back with my moms. Um, I'm going back. I want to go to school for theology and religion. And he's like, I'm finally answering the call that God had over my life. Um, and I and I, I believe that that happens for each and every one of us where we can be amazed, we can be wowed by the awesome power of God and yes, how and the extent of his mercy, you know, upon us. You know, I know, for instance, for me, like I don't if it hadn't been for God, I wouldn't be here. Like I got a word back at uh, Holy Ground. You remember Holy, Holy Ground? Ground now. Holy <laughs> Ground. Holy Ground was fire. So uh, Reverend Run, uh, Angie's dad was there and he was like, that's youth, your dad. He was the youth minister. At the uh, at the church, and he gave me a word. I came up, bought my little ducats or whatever, <laughs> and uh, uh, he gave me a word. It's like, yo, there's a hedge of protection over your life. Now, when he said that, I'm 16 years old. You know, I'm invincible. You know, hedge of protection. I couldn't spell all that. <laughs> um, uh, but yo, it's crazy. A month and a half later. I was driving a G5, right? I was driving a G wagon. And, it's a time uh, flex. It was a, yeah, a yeah, prophetic yeah. flex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> most definitely. Flex. Yeah, absolutely. So I was driving the G wagon and um, I was listening to the Black Album. And uh, it was the dirt off your shoulders. Oh, you're good. <laughs> yeah, you, I was, you I was getting it. Yeah, you <laughs> I was bumping. And, uh, <laughs> and, and what happened was I literally came in contact with some black ice. I came in contact. It was my first experience with like driving and, um, you know, inclement weather. And uh, when I came in contact with the black ice, I ended up going off the road. I hit a total of seven trees. The car was absolutely totaled. When I um, got out of the car, I was screaming and yelling and all of that. The ambulance came, the jaws of life came, all of that. And um, they was like, you're a miracle. It was like somebody just got into an accident last week, similar to your accident, and they didn't make it. And I was just reminded of that word that uh, Rev gave me, that yeah. there's a hedge of protection over my life. So God really like dispatched his angels and like covered me um, um, in that instance where I hit the seven trees, the car was completely smashed, like... The, the the G5 started looking like the Scion XB. Like it was it was it was it was bad. And God just blessed me. I walked out of that 
with unscathed, no, no, nothing, no nothing. Uh, six months after that, I ended up lighting my whole face on fire. Oh, now this that. is funny. It's a funny story. Um, I didn't know the it was a commercial oven, so I didn't know the gas was on. <laughs> And I was cleaning the oven or whatever the case was. And I had the old school, you know, the old school box of matches, bro. Like yeah. the red joints that you light them on anything. Yeah, it was like 250. So a fresh box of them joints went up on my face the moment I went to go and try to light the pilot. Because anybody know that's lighting a, a commercial oven, you light the match and then you turn the gas on slowly to light the pilot. The gas was already on. And so my whole face Jeez. went up. Um, the doctor said it was third degree burns. And to God be the glory, y'all looking at me today, there's no discoloration yeah, in my face, nothing. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and so I- You got good skin for too. Me I might like, that. Yeah, I might light my like this. For me, it's like the power of God and like the power of prophecy, how much that really impacts. And sometimes we get a word and we don't know how it's going to show up or when it's going to show up, but the word of the Lord just reigns itself to be true over our lives. How do you identify like a, somebody that's faking it? Like, how do you- how do if if somebody walks you walks up to you in the street False exactly? Prophets. I didn't want to say it because the song it would connect to. <laughs> I just wanted to make this as serious as possible. Yes, a false prophet. How do you kind of like? Because if somebody comes up to me with a word and it's just my boy Jordan's like, yo, go tell Marcus that he's gonna <laughs> go to Jordan's house and you gotta give him twenty thousand dollars and you say <laughs> like, how do you kind of protect yourself from that false prophet? Well, the Bible talks to us about false prophets. I'd like to hear. In, in, in several scriptures, right? So uh, I was reminded of a scripture out of Deuteronomy. There's also a scripture out of Numbers as well um, that talks about if there is a false prophet and he speaks of something and claims it to be the word of the Lord and it does not come to pass, then they're a false prophet. So there is like being able to have the spirit of discernment, you know what I'm saying? Being able to know like, and and that's one of the things that Andrew's talking about, about like training, being, being trained in the prophetic, being mm-hmm. able to be uh, in that practice because... Um, we have to be able to distinguish the voice of God, which out of 1 Kings 19, we learn that the voice of God is a small, still voice for us, right? Um, versus the voice of our heart. You know what I'm saying? There's sometimes we may want good intentions for somebody and we may be speaking those good intentions, but it's a it's something from our own heart. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's not really in relationship to what God has said over that individual. So, you know, that's the best way I can kind of put it to you. You know, just be mindful of them cats. Absolutely. I'm. I'm just. It's. It's. It's interesting. I'm. I'm intrigued. By the way, it's. It, I'm gonna. It is I'm gonna visit. I'm definitely gonna visit the church. So my my question also is for for children coming up that have questions in the church. Like how are they? How are they answered? And back to the question of like, did you guys ever question you know your faith at all? I had a, the biggest. Okay, so my for me my. Time where I questioned my faith was when my stepmom pregnant and she had um, the baby and the baby didn't make it. I at that point I was like, okay, now God, I don't, I don't get this. Like you, you got a family here that loving, pray, like we praying, we in church, we're doing everything right, we tithe. Like what's up? Like I don't, I, I really wanted to just not understand it. Like for a while I was like. I questioned it. And then I took some time and eventually I realized that it was bigger than us. 
you know, it was about God using our family for other people going through similar situations, like my stepmom, like Miss Karen, or having a baby, and you know, like that we now can be that voice and that strength for the families that don't have that strength. And I didn't get it, but I'm like, but God was like, but I placed you on a platform for a reason, not just for everyone to laugh, but like, we need your strength. America, other people going through this need you in other countries, wherever it is. So that is when I realized, okay, now I get it. But at that, in the, in the moment, I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. I was like, I, this doesn't make sense. We do everything right. Why would you do this to my mom? You know, like I just, it, I, I didn't get it. But that was the one time I feel like I questioned my faith. And then after that, I was like, okay, I'm cool. I got you, God. Like I was tripping. Like I'll never do that again. And like, and that was it. But that was the one time that I would say I questioned it. You, brother? Yeah, most definitely. I think for uh, when you, when that's all you know, you know, and I'm 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 a PK. You know, I'm a preacher's kid. So it's like, yeah, you know, crazy, we man. we wow. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> wow. PKs with all the smoke. Ain't <laughs> you the pastor? Son? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like one of those things where it's like that's all I knew. So I had to come to a space in my faith where I questioned God. You know, and I questioned my faith, and for me, that just opened up a world of discovery. Um, I never forget when I. Uh, you know, I was cutting up and, you know, my pops is like, he don't play. He's like, yo, as for me and my household, we going to serve the Lord. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to be cutting up, like go out there and while out. And that was like, yo, God, how you going to turn your back on me like that? Um, and uh, for me, that was one of those moments where my faith really grew. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I, you know, pardon me, but like, all I live by is what the word of God says. So like, I'm reminded of the gospel of Matthew chapter four. Uh, Jesus, he goes and he sees his cuz, you know, this is his big cousin, John the Baptist. And when he sees John the Baptist, he says to him, suffer it to be so. This was right before he gets baptized. So it's like, I believe our questions show up the moment that there's a call to suffering that shows up. Um, he says, suffer it to be so. And uh, John the Baptist uh, baptized him and uh, the heavens opened up and the spirit of the Lord descended like a dove and said, this is my son whom I'm well pleased. So it's like one of those things where there's questions or we question our faith or we question um, God just to get into a moment of discovery that our relationship only gets strengthened by him, even if we don't understand it all. You know what I'm saying? Um, And I think that that's just each and every one of us are having our wilderness experience, you know, because before you enter into the promise, there's always going to be a wilderness. Amen. Amen. What about you? Have you ever questioned your faith? Uh, yeah. Um, when I was younger, definitely. Um, I used to always. First, I didn't understand because I, I again I used to go to church on Saturday. I was seven day Adventist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know now you know my wife and I we decided to bring our kids to church on Sunday. Um, not for any particular reason, but Saturday to me I felt like church was an inconvenience. I played basketball. So it was always a conversation of like I gotta miss practice because of X, mm-hmm. you know, because of church, <laughs> you know, and and to me it was just like my calling is basketball, and I used to have to go to the pastor, like you know, I and, and to my mother who's Haitian and in a church, and her beliefs are strong. There's no there's no penetrating that. So I used to have to go <clears throat> to the church and kind of tell them like, look, people follow me naturally. And my skills opened so many doors for me and my family. 
I'm not doing myself, my family, or even this church or any faith, any justice by being in this church when I'm opening doors and meeting new people. And that's how I felt genuinely. Like why all my mom understands is like coming to church and she already did her job. God is in my life. But for me, my, my questioning was like, why do I have to come to this place to to admit my love to God and and because I'm doing I'm doing my I, I read the Bible I pray I have a connection with God but the issue for me was like I have to be here four days a week and basketballs are falls on <laughs> all four of those days <laughs> right like so for me it was just like it was it was an inconvenience in my immature thought. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm mature, that kind of dilemma or that issue for me of understanding like, all right, cool, like God is helping you find your way. Now he's telling you like, you know, understand that your faith is with me no matter where you are. And until I was mature enough to understand that the t- that time I was immature and I thought church was an inconvenience or I had to, I was able to kind of relay that message and tell my mom like, my calling is basketball and I'm going to touch so many lives by playing basketball and walking how I walk, talking how I talk and bringing so many you know, people that look like me up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I've been in so many neighborhoods across the world, people that had nothing, giving them my sneakers that I got in my bag, telling them about church, days off, I'm bringing friends to church. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it, that's exactly what it turned to for me. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I guess I guess I answered my own question at church. Because I had to respond to my mother, who I respected, and also God, who I respected. That's real. Yeah. But that's why I asked you guys, like, if you guys ever looked at church, because that, that was coming from my own energy. Like, if you guys ever saw a church, it's like, damn, I got to go to church. I New mean, when I was younger sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't sit here and act like I was like, I'm overjoyed. Like, I loved church, and it was fun, and it was great. But then there were those were the days where, like, where our church... We had something called Holy Ground, which was right. far. So the drive would be far, and we had to dress certain way. Like we, you know, we have different different times in our church. So like, I can't say that I never like. I was like, I, my sister be dipping. She be like, I gotta. I you know, she was in college, so she was at St. John, so she was dipping. And I'd be like, so I gotta stay like by myself. You know what I mean? Like, because we would be doing hours. It would not mm-hmm. just be like you came for the, the first work. session. It's two church. Two two different times, yeah. and I'd be there both. both of them. And then you're gonna eat at church, so yeah. you getting home at ain't no telling ten p.m. one yeah. night, maybe two. Sometimes afternoon, you going with the flow, yeah. and you're like twelve, thirteen, fourteen, depending but that, on. The thing is that it wasn't a choice. Like, like no, I were... remember my dad waking us up one day because <laughs> we would go out, and he would have the intercom in the house. The intercom. That's... Go, we play hard, we work hard. Now get up. <laughs> we would be. I remember. I can't put on, but we would be waking up like, uh, not wanting to go. I mean, like at this point, you transition into like what almost nineteen, twenty. I mean, you're getting older, and you're like, dude. But like those, then I was like, dude, let me just speak. Come on. Yeah. But I can't. I, I really, it really helped like me as a person grow as a person. The knowledge that I've, I obtained early, I realized a lot of people d- don't and didn't have that knowledge, and I'm like. Okay, like, you know, once your brain expands, it doesn't go back. It only keeps growing. So it's like, I, I'm so appreciative for what I learned yeah. early. Because, like, I was young, learning about financial stuff, this, that. Like, just 
my goals were way higher because I was around it, because I was hearing it, because the word was in me. And I was just like, okay, cool. Like a lot of my decisions came out of just sitting underneath the word. Like, okay, this is what's going to be best for me. Yeah. You you guys ever see like the um, people kind of, even when they look at church and, and wealth, they don't think the two should be together. That that's a big conversation. That's a, huge that's a conversation, controversial thing. It's like people think because you are head of a church or a leader, you can't be like you can't have your stuff together. Why? Exactly. Why? Why would you want a leader to be beneath, like low? Like you know what I mean? That's and, not and even they, it. Like they also have like business. That's in the Bible. Business. And, they don't and believe being, it though. Like, There's a lot of people who get upset and say, "Oh, well, they shouldn't have money. Like that. they shouldn't be driving." And you know, in our church, everyone Rolls Royce, Phantoms, Mercedes. People got yeah. money, and people are giving money. So people will come to church and be like, "Well, why are they giving a thousand dollars every time they get up, or two thousand, or why yeah. people pledging million? Mm-hmm. People, no problem. Yeah, but why not? If you're gonna go and give money to other stuff in the in the world and in society, like why not give back to your church? Yeah, what's the problem with that? I don't. I I get it. I'm with, I'm with you. I think I think the the closest thing to God is creating something from nothing, and that's my opinion. And also how you look at or respect people who do service and you know jobs that aren't looked at socially as like a high paying job. I think no matter what you're doing personally in business, it's like it, how it relates to your faith. I, I don't think there's a connection. Um, but I'd like to hear y'all thoughts. Like, if you guys think you're, there's a faith, a connection between your faith and how you're doing financially. Oh, for sure, absolutely. I think it's without question. You know, Hebrews eleven and one says, "Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen." So our faith is related to our finances, and there's been such a um, erroneous conversation that's been going on, whether that was, um, you know, so my dad's mentor was Reverend Ike, for instance, and uh, Reverend Ike shared about how, like, Jesus, you know, a lot of people preach how Jesus was a poor man and this, that, and the third, like, that wasn't necessarily true. Like, if you was riding on a donkey, you, you know, well, you, you was, had it. You, that was the Rolls Royce yeah, of Jesus' day. It. Like, yeah. he was, and he rode on a colt that ain't nobody else riding. Like, he was, you know what I'm saying? He was in the phantom of his day. So it's like, and, and, and his disciples were rich men. Um, how do we know that? The gospel says it this way. Jesus begins to tell him, he says, it's easier for a rich man, um, it's easier for a camel to enter the eye of the needle than it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Um, and all of the disciples were astonished. And that was because they were rich men. They were business owners. You know, um, they were individuals that had taxes. Had and- right. But they also had financial uh, freedom. So I believe that our faith and our finances are in relationship with God because his word says that he'll do exceedingly. He'll do abundantly more than we can ever ask or think. And so that's going to show up in our finances. That's going to show up in business. That's going to show up in our health, which our health is our wealth as well. So it's like it's one of those things where I believe that we don't serve a a, a petty God. You know what I mean? But we serve a God that is big and and, and does big things. He does things big for his people. Um, and, and that means he brings us out, even if he brings us out of a moment of poverty or brings us out of the hood, you know what I'm saying? And brings us into his marvelous. 
marvelous light. So it's one of those things for where I believe that there is no separation between our faith or the substance of things hoped for, you know, um, and the evidence of things not seen. You know, how many people on this world, how many young people uh, are driven? You know, they know that they've been called to be this. They know they've been called to be business owners. They know they've been called to make an impact in the world. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And the only way that's going to show up is like you were saying, God being able to create that something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. The as far as um, even back to the conversation of this same conversation, obviously. Um, so if there's an artist who's making shitload of money and they're praising the the devil like openly, like what what kind of like what are your thoughts as far as? <laughs> Like, there's a lot of artists out there doing that, right? Like, I see it all the time, and they're doing well for themselves. I don't know if they're praising the devil. They ain't saying that out loud. Yeah, they are. Who? Who I said mean, I'm praising the devil out loud? Tyler, the creator, he, openly. He worships the devil? The devil? Wide open. Really? Guess I don't pay attention to these things. <laughs> Little Uzi Vert. He said you better stay away Wide from open. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just, just move on. He said you, you better... I mean... <clears throat> I'm just telling you, that's my how opinion. Someone, how does someone that doesn't like? He about to change his subject. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to switch off. He's trying to. He trying to meet these rappers one day. I, I'm a fan. I'm not. I cannot speak against Little Uzi for I am a fan. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get backstage. I'm trying to get backstage on Sunday. No, no, no. You need to stay over there with that. Yeah. I mean, How does someone that oh his, that they, doing worship something? Like right. My brothers right here. They brought me over to this side of the Lord a little bit. Uh huh. You know I'm saying I, I feel like real rap because growing up, um, my mom had grew up in in the church and whatnot, and then she she didn't want to press that upon me, and my influences weren't so big in the church, right? So I grew up not being so big in the church, but my brother sitting in the room, they were like, yo, Trevor, you gotta find a connection with God. And at first I was like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And um, lately I've been, well, he, my partner back here had a, had a little issue and I seen like miracles work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that has something to do with something that's a higher power that I can't, I don't even understand. Um, because he shouldn't, he shouldn't really be here. So I said, and he's, full on faithful, no matter what, and go through the toughest time, like stuff that don't even make sense. He's still a believer. So how does one go about finding faith and and moving forward with with God and stuff like that and taking little incremental steps? Yeah, so for me, it's like, um, and I tell people this all the time, you know, strengthen your relationship with God. Like, so we all walk around all day with our phones, right? And uh, part of my iPhone 10. Uh, we all walk around with our phones every day, but it's like we spend and invest so much time on all of these different applications, right? Um, but there's one app on our phone that I believe really has our best interest at heart, and that's that Holy Bible app. 
You know what I'm saying? That's the Holy Bible app. And it's like we be throwing mad shade at the Holy Bible app. I'm not saying you do. I'm just generalizing. Um, and so one of those things is create a devotion plan. Create a something where you can read, even if it's just one scripture a day. You may not even understand what the word is saying to you. But as you remain continuous in it, as you do it constantly uh, or daily or whatever, you, whatever your plan is, whether that's a 30-day plan, a 60-day plan, whether that's reading the Bible, chronological order, whatever it is. But taking that time to do that. Um, and I always tell people we spend time on all of our different apps. Like I'm a Candy Crush head. I love playing Candy Crush, right? But Candy Crush don't care about my daughter. You feel me? Candy Crush has nothing to say about my daughter. Um, Starbucks. I got a Starbucks app on my phone. Starbucks don't care about my daughter. They don't care about my daughter's daughter. Inside of the holy word of God, it speaks about generations. It speaks about our children. It speaks about the promise of the Lord. And so being connected to that word strengthens our relationship with God. And I believe it's so important that we pray, you know, and prayer may not look like all the time getting down on your hands and knees and doing all that. We can pray while we while we driving. You know what I'm saying? Lord, I, I, I ask for your favor. You know what I'm saying? Get, Lord, give me clarity. You know, something and it, it, it doesn't have to be deep. You know, the, what I love about God is that we can come to him just as we are. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Even if you speaking with curse words and all of that, you know, whatever, that, that, that's what it is. But God knows you. You know what I'm saying? He knows you. And um, uh, he's the one that's created you. So that's how we strengthen our relationship. If you ask me, being able to spend that same time, you know, the the the, the phone got the screen time joint now where it tell you what you've been spending all your time with on your phone, right? <laughs> and it's like, yo, how much time have you been spending on the Holy Bible app? Like when you scroll down, is that one of your apps that you go to that comes up as like your favorites? Like this, this is where he at all the time with it. Or this is where she at all the time with it. So it's like, yeah. yeah. I, I can see you. But you said something good with the prayer stuff too. Um, I think a lot of times people have a hard time. They say, well, you know, if you ask somebody right now, anyone in this room will drop, pray. Like out loud, they'd be like, no, it's like a scary thing. Why? Like, no, it isn't. Like you, you hey, do a prayer. Oh no, everyone's scared. Like what? How would you, t like, I guess sometimes people want to know, well, how do I pray? And I hear you say, you know, just get in the car and just pray, or it doesn't look like getting down on your hands and knees. Like, how would you encourage somebody to pray? Like, if they're, like, new and they're like, well, I'm just uncomfortable with it, or I'm insecure with how I'm praying. You know, mm -hmm. people have interest in So it's like, it. it's like, so, so for instance, I think a lot of people get culture and tradition mixed up, you know, you know, depending on the denomination that you in, there's certain ways in which you pray, you know, God, the father or Jesus, the son or the Holy ghost or however you may be uh, doing it. But the fact is, there's no real way to talk to your friend. Okay. You know what I mean? Like if you talking to your friend, you call up your partner, you know what I'm saying? It's yo, what's up? How you doing? You know, you're. I need you right now. You're, you're right. That's what it is. And so it's like, however you communicate with God, That's I believe you, there's right? no there's no exact way of doing it. I believe that there has to be a reverence for the most high. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and that just shows up with, you know, God or Father God or 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 however that may show up, you know, because yeah. we all have different relationships with him. It may we may literally have a relationship with God is just as our friend. You know, one of the things that I stand on is that oh how we have a friend in Jesus. That's something my grandmother you know, told me, and I don't, man, grandma, you wildin'. And, and, and Jesus was a hundred percent human being and a hundred percent God. So it's like, how 
if we've been made in his image and in his likeness, then we are gods as well. Now, we don't got to get beside ourselves and smell ourselves and think that we are the most high. You know, that's what Satan thought. And that's what that's how he ended up in his predicament. Lucifer, because, you know, he was one of the angels. But uh, um, uh, but we are gods. You know, we are gods. Small G. Right. We because we have that power. We have that ability to create. And we have one of the things that we are the only beings on Earth that have language. Right. And in Genesis one, when you look at it, God, when he created the heavens and the earth, he said, let there be light. We have the capacity and the ability to say something and see it done. Amen. Right. Wow. And then call it good. So, yeah, I, I, I believe it with it. But then, you know, there's certain things that they emphasize that is their choice, you know. And I don't like calling things wrong and right because that's not effective. I like to call things effective and ineffective. So it's ineffective to think that you're the only God, like you're the Come most on now, preach. But, you know, I believe there's a the same amount of God that's in me is the same amount in Marcus, same amount in Ann, same amount in Rena. So it's like one of them things where it's like as we come together, where two or three come together, there, I'm at, there I am in the midst of them. Yes, that's she is. Big G. Big OG, triple OG. <laughs> well times have changed because it's like yeah josh is on i know who you was josh i said chill he gotta come she well, said, got she's dead she said no this is the one i mean i just I think it's really important for our youth to you know i i just feel like People or like young kids. Do you have a diamond AirPod case in your bag? <laughs> yes. How did you see through that? Oh, <laughs> your bag is see through. That's her side job, by the way. She got it. She work at the airport. So right. <laughs> no, I was just saying. I think it's our well, a part of my calling and my purpose is definitely you know just I want people to know that faith is cool. You know what I mean? Like it's not not cool to be like. You know, I'm a believer. I believe in God, Christ, and to like walk in that and be cool. I think the thing is that people feel like if you believe in, you know, you, you're a Christian, you can't do certain things. I get ridiculed all the time for it, right? For being a Christian and you still go out and wear that outfit. And it's like, I, I, I don't know. To me, I feel like God's not judging. You know what I mean? Like, why is everyone judging me? If we're not supposed to judge one another, why are you judging me when I have a strong faith as well, why can't I do both? And like, I want to know. There's no know. outfit description in the Bible, right? There's no like. No, I mean, that, that, I mean, I'm not gonna go wear. to church. No, that's that's a, think about geographically where they were. Yeah, that was too hot to be wearing. Yeah, you, but I'm not about to go to church in a mini skirt. Right now, you know what I'm saying? Like, but if I want to go out and show, huh? I'm just saying, if you ever been to Corinth, if you ever been to Jerusalem, it is blazing. Yes, you gotta wear your shorts. But all I'm saying is I'm not, I also know it's, there's time and place for everything. You're not going to yeah. go and show up to church with a mini on. Like, no, you're respectful. You come into God's home and you come a certain way. Yeah. You dress for where you're going. You go into a meeting, you you go a certain way. Mm-hmm. No? I don't know. Either All I'm saying is that I just want people to know that it's cool to have, have, be, be a, a person of faith. You know, and I want our generations and the youth beneath us to know that it's cool. Like, maybe you want to be a pastor. Maybe that's your calling. But there's not enough around you that you you have, you know, different. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, 
mentors that can help you walk you into that direction. Absolutely. So it's important for us if, while we're doing this podcast to lead people to that. You know what I mean? To yeah. give them hope and to show them that there are people who look just like you who have faith but are still cool and chilling and doing everything else you're probably doing. Absolutely. I, I believe in, so my what I believe in is there's different ways to connect with people and there's no, you can't connect with people if you look a certain way, if you move a certain way. Like the moment you came up here, I was like, oh, this nigga's cool. <laughs> I didn't talk to you for a second. I said, oh, we good. You thought he was about to come up here tight. With the, with the joint, with the white joint. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. thought you was coming with your reverend car. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. I mean, I was, it would have been cool, but the connectivity would have, it would have took a few barriers. You feel me? But you came here. And when I say that, it's like how you dress, how you dress. There's women, there's people that whenever you're out that way, you're connecting with a certain crowd and you can be you. You can be that prophet in right, that right, moment right. and using that touch point. Right? Like for me, in certain places, um, if I go to a nightclub and or I'm out with my boys and they're bugging out and I know they're in a relationship or they're married, they see how I move. Anybody in here will tell you, they'd be like, yo, this girl is going crazy for you. She's bad. I don't know how you did that. And now they just know they're accustomed to it. They know, like, all right, cool, you're a married man. And when I get married, I'm going to be exactly that way. And that's my way of kind of being a conduit or a prophet. It, can I say that's my prophecy? Does that make sense? <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, is that leading by example? Is that a form of prophecy? I think, I think as believers and as um, disciples, it's our duty to create other disciples. So, like, that's what you're doing. You're leading mm. by examples and you're also creating disciples so that you can share your testimony with them so mm -hmm. that, that can lead them closer mm -hmm. to their relationship with God. That's gotcha. a great way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, you like a modern day prophet in the marketplace. What Thank up, you, Jesus? Bro. You know what I mean? So it's like it's one of them things where it's like it's fire because you you you're you're able to do like Jesus gives a story about the talents, you know what I'm saying? And I I want y'all to keep tuning in to this podcast because this is probably the most words some of us got all year. You know what I'm saying? But like Jesus <laughs> teached about the talents and he gave one one, he gave another two, he gave another five, right? The one with two, the one with five went out and doubled it. You feel me? What did they do? They was out, I don't want to say the club, but they was out in the marketplace. You know, they was out exchanging. You know what I'm saying? And I believe that's what you're doing when you're showing people a better way. You know, Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the light. So whenever we can be that light in darkness for somebody, that beacon of light, that city set upon a hill, you know what I'm saying? We're that example. We are that prophetic yep. voice allowing Jesus, you know, use them, Lord, you know, straight <laughs> like that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. That, yeah, that's the way I like to look at it. Can I get a prophecy from you? Hey, brother. <laughs> I'm working on that third eye, man. That's... I mean, I've, all of this is really useful information. I mean, I'm I'm excited that we got to sit down and talk to you, Josh. Um, Pastor Josh. I got to throw some respect on that name. Yeah. Pastor Josh. Um, I feel like, you know, we need it out here. Um, is there anything else you feel like you want to touch on that we haven't touched upon? Yo, this week, this month, this year, like make it the year that you get in relationship with God. Like make it the year like you not just on the gram, but you also you you in that Bible app. You know, you 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 reading the scripture, you know what I'm saying? And uh uh expand our expand yourself. Like one of the things that's super dope, like me and we do, is pray with your children. You know, pray I with your 
children. Ah, my I pray with my daughter, and um, I've been praying with her for like over the last year. This little girl knows the whole Psalm 23 and the model prayer, like our father, which art in heaven. And it's like, it's dope. She go around praying for the little children, praying for people, you know, and it's dope because it's like, it's one of those things where if we don't foster these things in our youth and our children now and ourselves now, you know, we can stray away. We can get lost. We can get disheartened. And, you know, suicide is up. You know, people are out here killing themselves. People are out here killing each other. You know, people out here wilding right now so it's like you gotta be in relationship with god you gotta know that there is something greater than you out in this world and you can have a conversation with that with that uh a deity with that being with god and so i want to encourage y'all listen make it the year that y'all not just on the gram you're not just on facebook nothing wrong with all of that because i believe those are outlets as well we can utilize to share and spread the gospel but make sure you are in your bible app like Yo, straight up. Get in the Bible app, set up a devotion plan, even if it's one scripture a day. Do it and watch how much greater your life is. Watch how much more happiness and excitement you have about life, knowing that you covered, knowing that you got uh, a a friend in Jesus. Amen to that. That's dope. We're going to get to the gates and Jesus is going to be like, yo, let me see your phone. <laughs> Let me see how long you've been on the Bible. Screen time, boy. Because <laughs> I know you've been on that Instagram. <laughs> Let me see your screen time. <laughs> I left it up on Earth. <laughs> I didn't bring it. It's on Earth. <laughs> this is Acast recommends. Every week we pick one of our favorite shows and this is one we think you're going to love. Dungeons and Daddies is an improvised comedy podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons to tell the story of four suburban dads transported to a land of high fantasy in a quest to rescue their missing kids. Join a wannabe coach dad. Hands in the middle, everyone. A dad rock cover band dad. Hey man, we play some originals. A Birkenstock wearing hippie dad. I prefer environmentally conscious. And a businessman stepdad. Doing business is my job. As they tool around, fighting orcs, befriending witches, running up a tab at a tavern, and fleeing in their minivan. You know, normal fantasy stuff. It's called Dungeons and Daddies. Dungeons and Daddies is not a BDSM podcast. Acast is home to the biggest podcast from the U.S. and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts.